In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Broads and Books listeners. It's almost a new year. Thank God. Thank God. And we've got all sorts of good stuff coming your way in 2021. But first, we want to hear from you. What you like, what you want more of, what ideas you have. So we've put together a short survey. And we want you to check it out. It'll take you just a few minutes to complete, and you will be helping us deliver the goods. The goods. You can find the survey link in our show notes below and on our website. So take a few minutes. Tell us what you think. We are so grateful that you've made Broads and Books a part of your podcast rotation. So remember, click on the survey link in our show notes in your podcast player or on our website, broadsandbooks.com. Thank you and happy reading. Hello and welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is a special bonus episode. Even though 2020 has brought mostly terrible, terrible anxiety, fear, and dumpster fire moments, Aaron and I thought there had to be some things we liked. I mean, right? There has to be some things? I, I, Maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Okay. Um, you know, this is our special bonus for the end of the year, our favorites of 2020 episode, and we racked our brains without the aid of superfood. Which is so hard. It's just, it's... It sucks. I don't like it. Yeah. It's just the definition of 2020. <laughs> Having to work hard without help. Without acai's. Yeah. Yes. And we're trying to paint a rosy glow on this terrible year. So we did try to come up with some things. Yeah. And I think you're going to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You're going to get 10 picks from each of us. And at the end, you're going to get our favorite fiction and our favorite other genre picks of the year. So we hope that 2020 smolders out like any other good fire, <laughs> and we hope that our favorites give you something to ride into 2021. Just ride on in and just forget this dumpster trash yes. fire. 
yes. of a year. Please do. You know, I was thinking about it as we were putting notes together for this episode. I kept mm-hmm. thinking how last year we were like precious, naive children. We had so many things to choose from. So many good things. Yes. I mean, there were some terrible things for sure. But, you know, life was recognizable mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, in addition to pandemic, we had a land hurricane, Erin. Remember that? Yes. We had that. There were fires that devastated the coasts. Yeah. We had terrible leaders. Yeah. I mean. I will say that my list, it was it was a lot. It took me longer this year yes, than last year. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, what was good? I had to go through my calendar and be like, what did I do? Oh, yeah, we used to do things, first off. Yeah, you could go And so places. there were things to choose from. And also, mine all, mine seem a little bit built around comfort this year. <laughs> so, we're last that year, mind. Wasn't last year mostly food-based? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie and say there's not some food <laughs> items, but. <laughs> I just remembered mine. There was a lot of vegan treats on uh-huh. there that I was listing. Even this year, they didn't give me much comfort. No. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. Well, what's your first one? Well, my first one is converting people to working from home. <laughs> because, listen, I've been in a great position for many years. Mm-hmm. I work virtually from home for my company, which mm-hmm. is based in Chicago and London. And I've done it, like I said, many years. But in March, suddenly everyone was working from home. Everyone on my team, mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that could work from home were doing it. And I know my team sort of struggled at first, like they were used to the commuting and the clothes. And that was sort of part of their productiveness and their business and everything. But as time passed, I see them warming to it. And I have to say, I told you so. (laughs) Because (laughs) I think you can be so much more productive, thoughtful when you're Mm -hmm. not wearing a bra. Agreed. And when you're not worried about your hair or your makeup, Mm -hmm. all the stupid shit that women especially have to do. When you're not wearing heels, Erin, you can think straighter. Mm -hmm. So I'm just glad that the world is kind of coming around to it. I also, uh, honestly, I I feel like there's going to be a lot of companies going forward that offer that as an option or that at least recognize it as an option. And I say yes. Yes. Keep it going. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It mostly is just me saying, I told you so. Well, I like that it's a double pick. It's kind yeah. of this this productive thing, but it's also a chance to say, I told you so, which is... It's great. That's something you need right now. You need it. You need it. Yes. yes. What about you, Erin? What's your first? Um, It's a show called Food Factory. <laughs> so I, I got a little bit addicted to the show. It's put out by Food Network of Canada. Oh. So it's, it's based in Canada. Huh. Um, and it's a show that features food factories so it takes like favorite food items and it shows you like the behind the scenes view of the production lines and tells you how some of the most popular food items are made Does now show i show you the reese's pieces factory i don't think we've seen that oh. one yet sorry but there is other candy ones that are very oh, okay. similar so okay. you could get the idea okay it's okay let me just explain something it is mm. not like it's not a behind the scenes gross you out like this isn't a oh don't eat processed food yeah ad i'm not oh, saying okay. that it is mesmerizing to watch the machines do the thing Ooh, some I of the bet. innovations of how they do the process to get multiple things made at once it's very fascinating i grew up on reading rainbow and my favorite episode of reading rainbow was when they showed how to make crayons and if oh anyone remembers that, I remember episode, that it was crayons upon crayons rolling off the assembly it line. Was so gratifying and so yes, that's what the show is. Oh my god! This is the Reading Rainbow's crayons episode with food. Multiple episodes of it. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, I need to look that up. You do. Now, here's a little bit of the problem. It's tough to find. Like, oh. it's sometimes I can find it on Hulu, and then it wasn't on there, and then I could find it, like, by looking in the guide, and mm -hmm. then... So, it's an elusive one. But if you track it down, it's, it's well it. worth it. It's worth it. Okay. It also has the added benefit of seeming interesting enough that Mason will start watching, <laughs> and he immediately falls asleep. <laughs> so... So, it's childcare as well yes as entertainment it is delightful wow mm -hmm. i'm gonna try and hunt that down maybe there's clips on youtube even yes or oh i'm yeah. sure there are if there yeah. are i'll track them down and i'll share some with you yes. listeners it, they oh, are that sounds good They're that sounds delight. like it would come from canada they yeah. seem to know stuff yeah it is very gratifying wow. and very interesting some of the things that you wouldn't assume are done by hand that are done by hand. Mm -hmm. Some of the things you would assume have to be done by hand that aren't. I mean, it's the whole thing is just. Sounds glorious. A what delight. a way to start off. Nicely done. Yes. Well, I'm going to go into my next pick, which yes. is tube surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I've got on yes. record yes. here and in the podcast and yes. elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That I never wanted kids, and mm -hmm. I just got so effing sick of birth control, of policies around our bodies. I said, let's get these tubes tight. Mm -hmm. But the best part is that I brought you along, Erin, yes. to help me pre- and post-anesthesia, mm -hmm. which has given us stories about one of the weirdest medical encounters ever that we have parlayed yes. into much guffaws. So many guffaws. I mean, there were nurses asking me about my newly dead cat. That was uncomfortable. There was a nurse asking if you were recording the visit. <laughs> also uncomfortable. <laughs> there was that weird heated seat that they made me sit in. Yes. Just heat right into my nether regions, which I didn't need. That was, there was a lot. That was odd. Yes. There was a lot of talk about pudding cups that never materialized. From the surgeon. Yeah. And the anesthesiologist. Too. Yes. Why were they so obsessed with pudding cups? And then there were essential oils trying to treat my nausea. And I said, nope. That was not good. That was not good. That was not good. It was one of my favorite moments. But not, good. <laughs> not good. So now I have some binder clips tying these tubes up. And we have a great story. Yes. So it, it was a, a, a lovely thing. Also that I got it done before lockdown. I yeah. mean, it was like one of the last days of February. Yeah. 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 It was. So there you go. Tubes tied. Clipped on up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, this should shock no one that my second one's also TV related. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it is HBO Max. <gasps> I I was skeptical. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even understand how it worked. You, I didn't know if I had it. You couldn't figure out how to get to it. I couldn't first. figure it out because I have Roku TV and there was some issues with the app. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then there was supposedly a workaround and then there wasn't a workaround. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I had all the content and then I realized I didn't have all the content, which simultaneously made me angry and feel left out. Yes. And then? And then... What? Like a week ago. Yeah. Was it a week ago? Yeah. Roku got their shit together. Yes, they did. And they got the app. And I haven't stopped watching HBO Max since. Yeah. And I think I, I was the... No, you had seen the email, but I had said something like it was ready and you your eyes lit up like I've never seen them light up. It was... Not even when talking about your family. No. Yeah. No, it was... The content is amazing. I Again, I admit that I was skeptical. I didn't understand what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. But you know what, visionaries at HBO, good on you. <laughs> you did produce a product that is entertaining. I've enjoyed yeah. everything I've watched on there. So many good things. I have yet to find one that I stopped. 
or didn't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just seems like there's more and more and more and more and more. It does. They keep adding stuff. Yes. Did you see that they added the Wonder Woman from our childhood? Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of wanting to go back and, and watch it, but at the same time, I want to preserve what I thought of as a child. Uh, yeah, you that's know? the tough thing yeah. about going backwards. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Good choice. It's it's a delight. It maxed out your HBO enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, something. it's the perfect title. HBO Max. <laughs> You're right. We're getting it maxed. Also, I like that I am assuming that that's kind of a, you know, Shakespearean under the chin F you to Cinemax. <gasps> oh, my goodness. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, remember that other Max? That's not good. Yes. Look what we have. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, my next one, I think we may have mentioned this last year, too, but I'm going to go on record and say the library. <laughs> yes. I will say that our, lo- lo- bleh, our local mm-hmm. Des Moines Public Library mm-hmm. really stepped up in some shitty times this year. They did. Uh, it closed for a while when the pandemic first took hold, and it I... Do you remember like how dark that was that we couldn't get anything from the library for a it while? It was so weird. It was so weird. It was and like darkness on top of darkness. I had books checked out from there that oh. were due, but then they weren't due yeah. because you're just so I had library books in my house for months that like weren't due and that it just was feels weird. weird. It was yeah. very weird. Well, but then they opened uh, again, they created a new drive-through for services. So we could go online, <sighs> yes. put items on hold, pick them up safely. And they've adapted even more now. There's online events, online like book chats, like all sorts of stuff. So their tenacity has helped us through a shitty year. Well, and I should point out that I, our local library did something that you, I could send an email to a specific email that said my child's age and what type, like if they liked picture books or chapter books or whatever, and then they call it a book bundle and you go pick it up and it's 10 books that they think that your child at their age level, like the 10 books that they would like right then. So Mason and I did that. He got a canvas tote bag full of 10 picture books that we we didn't have the option to that go in and find is incredible. Yeah, and he reread them. I mean, they were doing this, you know, do back. Obviously, they're not for him to keep, but it was amazing. We found stuff that we wouldn't have found even if we had been able to search in the library. Wow, it was a delight. He loved it because it was like a new thing. They put crafts in there. Oh. It was just. I was like, they, you are doing next level work here. Yes. This is next level. Yes, and the the fact that they yeah have tried to not only deliver their normal services but do even more yeah for us because we're struggling. It was. Amazing. I really appreciated that. I this did year. too. Okay, well. My next one, this is kind of an odd one. Oh. Um, and I want to, you know, preface by saying that, that I actually bought this in May. And it's called a walking pad. That feels like forever ago. I know, that You right? got that. So to be clear, this is not a treadmill. It sounds like right. a treadmill. But it's called a walking pad. It's small. Mm-hmm. It's portable. It like kind of folds up. You could like put it under your bed. It's a little bit heavy. So I don't know that I would want to do that every day. Mm-hmm. But... I got it because I, one, have terrible allergies. So sometimes outside, especially in spring and fall, it's very difficult for me. Also, we live in Iowa and I'm fair weather. Let's be fair. It's cold. It's cold. It's hot. It's muggy. It's gross. It's sticky. It's mosquito. There's like maybe 25 good days a year. Yes. And so it wasn't always possible for me to finish my stress cycle. And one of the books that we talked about this year, Burnout, that's an important part. Finishing that stress cycle. Yeah. So it wasn't about you know, getting some sort of 
miles or markers or anything like that. Right. It was about having some time to myself walking, whether I listened to a podcast, I watched a TV show, I could walk at whatever pace I felt that day, slow, fast, whatever. And I could do it in my house and I could do it while the kids are busy. And it was fantastic. It was a stress reliever. It continues to be a stress reliever. It's helped my kids get their PE time when they were home <laughs> during school. It is... It was magical. First off, I love the image of you just saying like, walk it out to the kids and them having to actually walk Act, it out, have which to is do great. It, yeah. But I know there's many times you've mentioned just how powerful that's been in, so that you don't have to go to the shower and cry to complete your stress cycle. Exactly. You have another way of I doing it. I have another it. option. So it's called the Go Plus 2-in-1 Folding Treadmill. Okay, I know it has treadmill in the name. It's not really. Okay. Yeah. Because um, technically you could also, they also advertise it like you could put it under your desk, uh-huh. like those crazy people that oh, walk and work. Oh, no, That's no, no. Don't thing. do that. I didn't no. do that. So mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Yeah. But Excellent. Oh, you know, I remembered when you had first brought it up that I was thinking about getting it and then I completely forgot. I might have to buy myself a New Year's present. It is. Uh, yeah, it's great. Wow. And it doesn't take up too much room. Yeah. And it's it's not that loud. So, and you can, if you got to that point, if you wanted to jog or run on it, you can. Um, there's two levels. I think there's one that's much smaller that is solely for walking. Mm-hmm. And then there, I had gotten just the next level up, which wasn't very much more expensive. And fantastic. It was, it was great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, my next pick is my porch. <laughs> oh, I should have put so, that on here. Listen, I bought this house a few years ago. I loved the wraparound porch at the time, but this year it became critical Mm -hmm. because as the weather started warming up just a tiny little bit, it was like, this is a safe place that we can gather with friends. We don't have to be, we don't have to do Zoom meetings anymore with friends. It's a perfect place to hang out. Yes. A safer way. It's a way to stay connected in this shitty year. Mm -hmm. So I know that this is not something that you yourself can click on and buy, but I just got to say that was one of my favorite things this year. Hey. I think it should be. Mm-hmm. It was a lifesaver in some ways. I think it's about like we had to get creative this year in yeah. order to maintain some of our relationships, in order to you know, just feel like a normal human being in some ways. Yeah. And my porch was there for me. Now, my porch also housed some feral cats, but that's not why I'm, you know, listing it in this particular situation. Right. The I'll porch be- is multi-purpose. It is. So <laughs> many purposes for the porch. So many purposes. Well... My next one. Again, I already mentioned that the theme of this was quarantine comfort. Yes. For me. Yes. Um, I I don't. Are you familiar with logic puzzles? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. I love logic puzzles. So do I. I've always oh. loved that. I can remember. I remember yes. the class and the grade and the teacher. I can see it right now. The first time I got introduced to logic puzzles. Oh, my God. And it was like a time killer activity in science yes. or something. If you're not familiar with logic puzzles, oh. it's like a set of clues and there's a grid and it, you're trying to f- match everybody up. Like maybe you're matching all the pets to their owners. So it'll be clues like, you know, pet owner Sam is allergic to cats. So then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, he can't own the cats right. or this person. So you narrow it down by inferring things with the clues. Okay. So I remember getting those. I've always loved them. I buy little magazines of them and do them. But what I found during quarantine is a murder mystery logic puzzle (gasps) it's progressive it's called uh montauk island mysteries and other puzzles so you are solving a murder as you go through the logic puzzles and you're getting different clues and steps so again it's progressive so it's like logic with a point i get to solve a murder and do a logic puzzle i couldn't think of anything 
that's more made for it me. It feels like it was made for you. And it is satisfying. Yeah. And it is gratifying. And I loved every second of it. And you're still exercising your brain? Yes. Yes. It felt very... I couldn't think of a word. So that didn't really help. <laughs> that didn't really help prove but my you know point that my nice brain got stronger. The but... logic puzzles is you don't have to come up with words. You're just no. working with the information that you have. Yes. And then you have to re- reason and yes. put it together. Yeah. Oh, it that's wonderful. It should not surprise me that you love logic puzzles. Oh, I should have known. Yeah. So great. They are so gratifying because it's like everything is here. If I can just figure it out, it's yes. all here. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you have to think in a different way. Uh-huh. So it was a great, you know, kind of time killer, but also felt engaging. Like you were using a muscle that was starting to get kind of mm-hmm. mushy from all the TV and, oh, you know, what a great being trapped idea. inside. Yeah. So is that a book or is it an, a site or what is it? It was a book. Okay. I got it from Amazon. It was, it, it was like, um, uh, like binding, like a binder almost. Oh, like, um, okay. Yeah. And it was progressive, the puzzles or whatever. I mean, it was like $7. Oh, man, I'm getting yeah. that. Okay, yeah, it was excellent. Terrific. Wow. Well, my next on the list is our author conversations. Oh, my gosh. I was going to do that. Were you? I did, well, but then I, mean, I didn't. Like, a, you know, here's the thing. Like, last year at this time, we had just started talking to a few authors mm-hmm. for a bonus series. And this year, we talked to a ton of them because we're all quarantined. And a lot of them had yes. extra time. Mm-hmm. We had extra time. And we, because of the increasing reliance on Zoom, we were able to talk, like, face-to-face. It felt so cool. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to be able to see the author- authors, to see their offices and their bookshelves. Um, it was such a joy to just spend an hour on a weekday and talk about books yes. and pop culture with yes. these really smart people and really cool people too. Yes. And especially because, you know, earlier this year, we had thought we were going to go to the book festival. We mm-hmm. thought like we had all these plans. And so when those got canceled, uh, stepping up this author series and being able to talk to it, it felt like a really nice, uh, you know, fill-in. Yeah. I was going to put it on there too for all those reasons. It was terrific. But also because I got so many book recommendations from those interviews. I would, yeah, would be so just, many. after I would get off, I would go on these like blackout, like I got to find all these books that they mentioned because they would have some great picks that I had never heard of. Yeah. And they sure. were wonderful. There was yes. so much reading I did this year because of those author conversations. And Absolutely. that was a huge... Very cool thing that I don't yeah. think I necessarily would have found some of those texts without those mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Just looking at their faces. Oh. Just talking to them face to face. Yeah. Making friends. So many friends. Andrea Lawler admitted when we said that we were best friends, Andrea said, yeah, we are. That felt very gratifying. It felt wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like if we could live in that moment for a while. Instead of the rest of this year. Yeah. yeah. I just went back there, actually. Yeah, right? Yeah. It felt really good. It did. <laughs> so good. Well, mine's like, this next one is a little less, I don't know, mentally engaging. Oh, okay. As those things. Uh-huh. But it's a necessity. Sure. Um, people are not going to understand until I explain why this is a necessity. <laughs> but I put KISS, real short fake nails, on my list. <laughs> because... I have a problem and <laughs> quarantine did not help. I am a nail biter and by nails, mm-hmm. I also mean all the skin around my nails mm-hmm. and it Me gets too. gross. So bad. Yeah. And in a time when we're not supposed to be touching our face or touching, oh God. Yeah, washing and hands we're chewing our hands. Oh, yeah, so much. So nasty. The tipping point for me was then I realized that my six-year-old has picked up this habit, but he is literally peeling all the skin <gasps> off of his fingertip. 
It is horrifying. And I was like, this is it. I have to do something. But one, I even pre this, I don't like going to a nail place. No. Two, uh-uh. I'm not going now. So what do I do? I've got these super short nails that hurt. I don't know how to break this habit. I need to cover them up. Mm-hmm. So I turned to fake nails and I thought this is going to be bad because the last time I wore fake nails, I was like going to prom as a 16 year old. Okay. So it's been a while. Yeah. And I was like, what, what, what do I do with this? Like, I don't know this. They're going to look really Where bad. Where do my hands go? Yeah. yeah and uh-huh. I thought these are going to be terrible. It's going to look terrible, but it's a necessity. I just have to bite the bullet and do it. Well, again, Kiss brand. <laughs> And they're called real short. So the length is really short. Excellent. Which is right up my alley. Yeah. And if you push them down further on your cuticle, then they barely show above your thing, above your finger. Okay. They were so easy to apply and they've stayed on forever and it solved the problem. I'm not biting my fingers or my nails right now. Really? So it, it just has like because somehow it's you impossible. know. It's yeah. like the, somehow oh. it doesn't work the same. So it's not the same gratification you were getting from biting your nails or yes. your skin. Okay. And like, yeah, I'll get a hangnail, but it's harder for some reason to wow. get at it. I don't know. I will also say that I remember spotting those last week. Like mm-hmm. you came in and, and they look like a manicure. Like these are French dip nails. They're looking fancy AF. Yeah. And you came in and you sat down on my couch and you were talking about something and all I could look at was your nails. And like, did she get her nails done in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out until I finally brought it up. And you said, oh, no. No. These are fake. These are fake, but thank you. Mm-hmm. And I can't get enough. And they're cheap. You can buy, if you're not a French dip type person, you can buy nail them already nail polish color, different things. It's it's a lifesaver. Okay. <laughs> it's a necessity. Did I think that 2020 was going to bring me to the shrine of fake nails? But that's the thing I think is the theme for a lot of our picks is we never anticipated 2020 would bring us to a lot of these places. No. Or to the fact that these are our favorite things. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, I will tell you one hot tip (laughs) for applying them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember this. It's not to hold your finger in place for a long time. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Nail glue is essentially super glue. So what will happen should you do that is your finger will be super glued to the nail on the other finger, Mm. which will then cause your husband... To sort of have a panic look on his face, <laughs> go to the garage, get a whole bottle of acetone. You say, oh, hell no. We're going to start with nail polish remover. Soak your hand for a long time and then have to slowly peel your finger off of the nail. Now, you will preserve the skin, but it will be scary. And you will, from that point on, make sure that when you apply it, you then use like the nail file and move it back and forth to push down good lord this feels like a sticking a ton on tongue on a frozen pole situation it really was okay yeah Yeah. there was a large panic attack involved Hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's a hot tip (laughs) don't super glue your fingers together so not only are we providing the the products Uh giving you tips hot tip my hot take (laughs) uh well my next one is a a a person a fella (gasps) what yeah Aaron, I've been dating someone for nearly a year. Did you know that? I, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I say yes? Am I supposed to say yes? Yes, I did know that. And the reason I bring it up is because I was single a long, long time. Yes. And we had started dating in January, and then suddenly pandemic hit, and that accelerated us getting to know each other. And so then it was like, oh, okay, this is going to work. And also I can get over some of my weird shit. And we work together. And here's the thing. He's kind. Oh. 
And despite how strange I am, he likes me. And he gets our humor, Aaron. That is very gratifying. Like right when we were starting to date, he was listening to our podcast. Which mega points. Uh, yeah. I was yes. like, oh, dear. I'm going to have to make out with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I will point out that the first time I met him yeah. was during another one of your favorite moments. Yes. Was the surgery. He wasn't there, but he, you know. Came. There was a shift change. Yes, there was a shift change. You helped me at the center. Mm-hmm. And then we, you got me back to this house, which was probably an ordeal. I don't remember that drive home. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> I was very nauseous. Mm-hmm. I immediately went up to my bathroom and just sat on the cool floor. Yeah. And then Garth came in. And that was when you met him, when you had to be like, look, here's your, here's your lady. Here's She's going to puke. <laughs> I will say that when we came upstairs and you were on just the cold, I think there was a moment where he doubted whether or not I was actually taking care of you because I was like, oh, yeah, she's upstairs. And we go upstairs and you're just like on the tile floor. And you kind of looked up and it's like, hey, I'm here. And I was like, oh, well, she's nauseous. Did I mention that? That's why she's there. I didn't put her there, to be clear. I like the idea that you just dumped me there. Yeah, just get on the floor. And he's like, oh, this is your friendship? You yeah. just dump her here? Why did you leave her on this cold tile floor? It's how we do. Listen, mm-hmm. vomiting is not new to us. Mm-hmm. We are well-versed yeah, in vomiting I'm, situations. Yeah. When I saw you on the floor, I knew exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. 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 And in fact, I was like, oh, actually, I think I came up and asked you if it was okay first because I was like, are you mid-vomit? He would like to come up. <laughs> Are you ready to cross that bridge? And what I learned from that surgery, too, is that I am very susceptible to anesthesia. I didn't realize how bad it was Mm going to be. And so then you saw me at the center, and then the rest of the day, Garth was here, and I was a mess. We were watching TV that I don't remember at all. And yeah. But hey, clips. 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 All worth it in the end. And yeah, and Garth and you, we all sat on the porch out together this yeah, summer. We did. You and Mike. Yes, that's and very Garth. true. Mm-hmm. I forgot that we called it Emancipation Day. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that too. Yeah. Yeah. You're no longer beholden to your reproductive system. Nope. Fixed it up. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my next one, again, comfort. Yeah. Uh, I discovered a whole new world of cross-stitch patterns this year. Oh, yes, you did. And I benefited from this. (laughs) Yes. I I learned cross-stitch old school from my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And I always had kits. Like, oh, this is what you're making. They give you the thread. They give you all this. Well, I haven't done it in a while, but this was the year of bringing up new habits and old habits. But that's a perfect one because it's sort of soothing and you have to like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is terrific. But I wanted something different. I was, I don't want to cross-stitch the same, you know, I'm not doing towels. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So I found on Etsy and on some other websites as well that you can download cross-stitch patterns for like a dollar and they're hilarious or they're fun or they're different themes. And then you just buy the thread separately and then you make this cool thing that you wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I have loved it. And so far I have received a framed cross-stitch of a mixtape. Yes. Glorious. I've also received one that is an actual dumpster on fire, which was perfect. Yeah. And funny and wonderful. And it was so satisfying to make. Yeah. It was a great, great time killer Mm -hmm. and also sanity saver. (laughs) When you cross stitch, are you watching TV? Are you listening to podcasts? What are you doing? Usually watching TV. Okay. Usually it's like Mike and I later at night or yeah. 
generally that's yeah mm-hmm. watching tv so because it's repetitive enough that you can kind of you know do that and and listen mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. and i actually i know this is probably not how you're supposed to ingest tv but i my hands kind of need to be busy yeah uh, so sometimes that's like a color or mm-hmm. i do cross stitch i i kind of need to be excuse me mike and i do a puzzle i kind of need to be some doing sort of something. stimulation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So. I, I know you know our friend Haley um she she's a wonderful knitter and yes. she says kind of the same thing that when she's watching tv it's a perfect time to knit because it helps keep her hands busy and and pay attention in a way yes that's yeah. what it is mm-hmm. it's almost like it keeps my brain from wandering to other things that me either a I feel like I should be doing or things thinking about tomorrow I can yeah. more just focus in and enjoy the show mm-hmm. and you know at the end I have a dumpster on fire and it's great and it was glorious it's great mm-hmm. well my next pick is podcasts. You knew we had to get there. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We started 2020 with Fiona the Murderous Podcat. Mm -hmm. And sadly, she died earlier this year. And I wasn't going to do it again for a while, you know. Yeah. Um, But then it was like nature was effing with me because... Nature had it in for you, let's be honest. Yeah, because as, you know, that porch that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as the weather started to turn, suddenly there were feral cats everywhere. And they were just hanging out on my porch, hanging out on my furniture, and, you know, not tearing too much up, but there was evidence of fight clubs and sex clubs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was that. Um, they were taunting me with their cuteness. There was a whole litter of cats that would sleep mm-hmm. on my furniture. And then around August, uh, Garth and I went to a flower farm. Long story, I won't tell you. Um, <laughs> there was a farm cat there that was so sweet following us around. And what's hilarious is... You know, I obviously liked it, but Garth liked it more because the next day he went out and got a cat. He I got forgot cat about fever. that. Yeah. That's right. Garth got a cat too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So, you know, Garth getting a cat, all these cats on my uh, porch. I finally, I went to Animal Rescue League and I got two senior ladies. You did. With some massive girth. They were Named great. them Thelma and Louise. And that was a lot of cat. That was plenty of cat. That was a lot of cat. But then nature effed with me once more. Yep. By... That litter disappearing, that litter of kittens, mm-hmm. gone one day. Out of here. There was a mom and a kitten left, and then one day the mom got hit by a car. So I would just look out the back window and see this tiny kitten trying to make friends with the other feral cats who were like, hell no, get away from me. Get out of here. And I had to do it. I had to bring him in. And I did. You and did. his name is Ziggy. And he has uh, added an energy to the house. And now I have a trio of cats. And that is not where I thought 2020 was going to take me. And one of the funniest things that happened after that is I was sort of embarrassed to admit that I brought this cat in and that my heart is that bleeding mm-hmm. of a heart. Um, and when I texted Garth about it, I was like, here's what I had to do. It. I gave like all the evidence. Like, here's, you know, mm-hmm. like why I made this decision. He's like, of course I get it. And he's like, are you going to stop at three? Is that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that was a wonderful way to say it. First off, very yeah, nice. That was nice. Yeah. But also like hinting like you may want to stop mm-hmm. at three. I was like, yeah, I had no plans. No, to I wasn't bring gonna in get three. this the third one. No. And I, when I told my family the story, Zach's immediate reaction <laughs> before I even got done telling the Ziggy's origin story mm-hmm. was, "She brought the cat in, right? That cat's inside, right?" Like he went into sheer like, "Please tell me that cat is inside," because I think otherwise he was coming here to get the cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
But which also made me laugh because then it's like you and I felt like we had to justify this whole situation. Whereas he, maybe because he's a guy, I don't know. Yeah. He was just like, well, this is clear cut. Yeah. You got to bring the cat in. She did the right thing. That is exactly what you needed to do. So yeah, now, uh, you know, A, um, I want to thank you for uh, not being pissed at me that I brought three sources of potential death oh. into the house. <laughs> potential death. <laughs> Thank you for still coming to the studio with all this uh, fur and dander. Hey, I actually, it's so hard for me because I actually I love cats too. I know and you do. I got, I really learned my lesson last week. I touched Ziggy mm-hmm. and we saw, well, you didn't, y'all didn't see, but I saw, Amy it was, saw the immediate reaction. Aaron's face was like trying to tell her, why'd you do that? Why? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he is, he really likes you and he comes yeah. up close to you. And yeah, I don't know how you can resist. I know. It's so hard. And I, I know better. Like if I pet, I should have just washed my hands immediately and mm-hmm. I got distracted and then my eyes swelled. Yeah. So it was fine. But. And when we first brought, when I first brought Thelma and Louise home, Louise came up to you and you said, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to pet her. And you yeah, did. I did. <laughs> And you're like, she's so soft. I know, they're so soft. I keep wanting to pick them up. Like, it's so hard not to grab Ziggy when he gets so close. Yeah. 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 But I don't even trust myself because I haven't been able to hold a cat in a while. It might be like a real <laughs> mice and men situation. Like, I love this one too much. Like you squeeze it too Yeah. Much. Like, oh, God, I don't know what I did to your cat. Oh, I'm a terrible person. So podcasts. 2020. Hey, that was perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a juxtaposition of podcasts and say shaved ice. (laughs) Wow. That, yep, let me track the track. Okay, yep, yeah, got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so there's a, I'm, I'm, this might be weird to admit, but there's a, there's a tropical snow, that's the name of it, little hut in Norwalk. Now, yes. if you're familiar, they're around. Mm-hmm. I have never, ever had one. Now, I've had actual shaved ice when we were in Hawaii, which is kind of a different thing. It's not a snow cone. Like, people get it confused. It's not a snow cone, because snow cone is, like, crunchy. Like, yeah. it's just bits yeah, of ice tiny with syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Hawaii, it's this whole other thing. Like, it's almost like, it's a whole other dessert almost. So I had never been to Tropical Snow, but there's one in Norwalk. And as I'm getting older, I'm trying to be kinder and recognize more in my body. And one of those things is that my tum-tum <laughs> does not like ice cream. Your tum-tum rebels. No, but my kids love it. It's yeah. like one of their favorite things to do. And yeah. of course, in the town that we live, it's small, so we can ride our bikes a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And they like to ride and get ice cream, but we can't do that. Yeah. Well, across the street is this tropical snow. And they were hooked. We could go. They had little like socially distanced park benches out during the summer. It's fantastic. You go, get your shaved ice, eat it. You go home. They have more flavors than you could ever come up with more combinations the kids think it's great it doesn't hurt my tummy it's wonderful it's a win-win it's right across the street from the ice cream place so they can get ice cream and i can get that that's wonderful everybody wins everybody wins but it was also a way to get out of the house like to either walk or even if we drove or whatever to go there you're outside for a little bit it was something different. Mm-hmm. You felt like, you know, you saw other people, even though, you know, it was from a safe t- distance. Yeah. And you could eat it and go home and feel like you did something. It's fantastic. So it was a great spring, summer thing. And I can't wait for it to come back. I was going to say, so it's only open in the spring. Yeah. So, okay. It opened. Now yeah. there's a big sign on it that says it opens May 1st. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. We'll be counting down. I mean, that's something to look forward to it in is. 2021. Right. Yeah. May the whole 1st. world could look different by we'll then. We'll be there. <laughs> 
You know, as I was putting this together, I kept thinking like this was a total shit year. But at the same time, it was weird because I had a pretty good year, like in personally, professionally. And so my last one is the uh, I got a book deal. And that was uh, that was pretty. Yay. That's one of my favorite things that, from this year, as it should be. Yeah. Uh, I think we've mentioned it before, but a small indie press, Atelier Twenty Six Books, bought my story collection, and it's coming out this year, next year, twenty twenty one. And you already had some amazing cover art. Got some cover art. It's. I mean, this is a lifelong dream. So, like, having it happen is super surreal, and yeah. having it happen this year is super weird too. So great, though. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a cover. There's a release date. I read a small portion at an online reading a few weeks ago. Um, there's going to be more conversations. We're going to have lots of details for you guys. But thank you, Aaron, for letting me talk about it here. As you should. Supporting me. We are book lovers. Why yes. would not we talk about this? Yes. Yes. Excellent. That was a good one. Thank you. Well. My, uh, this one, this also relates to my kids in quarantine, Mm -hmm. and it's actually a book. It's called Would You Rather? And it's specifically, we started doing this because quarantine has been long. It sure has. And we've spent a lot of great time with our kids. Uh, But at a certain point, you sort of fall into routines. Like, we're spending a lot of time with each other. Mm -hmm. So we got this book to sort of spur our dinner conversations with the kids. Kind of almost keep them at the table longer and not send them back to activities where they're kind of on their own. You know, we're all existing in the house at some point. So, and it doesn't really matter the ages of your kids. But it's these questions of would you rather. And you just pose it. Like, would you rather have the power to control animals or the power to control water? And then you discuss. (laughs) And with the ages of our kids, because there's a wide range, you get some different answers. Oh, man. But it gives you some great insights into how both of them think. Uh Um, We've also done it with Charlie, our granddaughter. I mean, some of the questions have rolled over into dinners with our older kids. So... We've enjoyed it. It's funny. Um, there's stuff that Mike answers that I would never have guessed. Wow. But it, we've noticed that, yeah, it keeps them at the table mm-hmm. a little bit longer. They're more engaged. We're not having fights about how much you have to eat and when you can go back to your room or anything like that. Um, and some of them are super silly and some of them are more serious. You know, like, would you rather have to dance every time you hear music or sing the whole song every time you hear it, a little bit of it? <laughs> and the way that their minds go and how they think about it, it's been terrific. So we do just a couple and it's been a lifesaver and I've enjoyed it so much. That's awesome. And such a simple thing yeah. that, you know, I think this year the stress on you working parents has been just unprecedented mm-hmm. and... But at the same time, there's like pressure that people are putting on themselves to make the perfect lesson plan and the perfect yes. activities. Yeah. And that's just a simple, like wonderful way to mm-hmm. connect with your family and not go mad. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and when we sit down now, Mason will start eating and then he says, the book? You want to get the book? <laughs> like, he, and, you know, it's just a different way for that's his mind awesome. to think too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so it's been great. And I will probably try to keep that up in some form. I'm sure obviously at some point we'll run out of that book, but we'll try and find things that are similar and... That's fantastic. Yeah, it's been great. There's a, a, a movie journalist, Josh Horowitz, who uh, does a series on YouTube. Uh, and it's just like 10-minute clips with certain celebrities. And one of the sections of it is, would you rather? And it's always like weird ones. But he always asks the same one, which is, would you ha- rather have a mouthful of bees or a bee in your butt? And I don't know the answer to that. Do you have an answer to that? Oh, my. A mouthful of bees or one bee in your butt. In your butt. Yeah. 
I'm thinking I may have to go for the one bee. I think a mouthful so. of bees. As I was trying to think about spitting out the bees and one's inevitably going to get caught yeah. and swallow it and then it's inside. Yeah. I don't. I mean, neither one's going to be pleasant. No, it's not. But, no, it's you know, really not. Yeah. So there's that. There is that. Yeah. So think about that, listeners. Well, I'm going to pose that question to Mason tonight. <laughs> there you go. Do I'll it. let you know what yes. he says. <laughs> I bet he has some good thinking around that. So I think it's time to talk about our favorite books yes. from this year. Fiction-wise. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a drum roll, but it wasn't. It was like the movie credit thing. I don't know. Okay. I chose from books that were published this year and that we mentioned this okay. year or that yep, we recommended yep. this year. I did the same. Excellent. So fiction-wise, I chose The Prettiest Star by Carter Sickles. Oh, that's um, a good one. We talked about this in our episode 69 on American Dream. Mm-hmm. And then we talked to Carter himself. Oh which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't remember, this is the book that uh, I read that had me in goddamn tears yeah, at the end. You. It was a combination of uh, a very t- touching story and David Bowie lyrics, and I couldn't handle it. Yeah, And I will also say I lent it to Eric, our friend Eric, and he said, when he finished it, he was like, yeah, it was really sad, but it was the Bowie lyrics that got you, wasn't it? And I was like, yes, it was. It was. It was the combination. Yes. It's a great book. That's Highly recommend pick. it. It's getting some great awards from this year. Good. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I also picked a book published this year. Um, and we also spoke to this person as well in our one of our author conversations. I picked Imperfect Women by Araminta Hall. Yes. And we spoke to her in one of our um, Broads Talk books with it. I When I was thinking back over the year of the books that I really, truly enjoyed, this one just really stood out to mm-hmm. me. Um, it has everything I love in a book. There's kind of a mystery. There's a little bit of thriller. There's a lot to say about female-male dynamic and a lot to say about female friendship. Yeah. And I loved that book. Excellent. That was a great conversation with oh, her. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. I just, she was amazing and loved that mm-hmm. book so if you haven't had a chance both of those fiction picks should yes be, absolutely yeah. maybe you got a gift card for the holidays i'm just oh, saying man. you got to do it yeah um for other genre pick i chose uh tomboy land by <gasps> melissa falavino yes. and we talked about that in our episode number 76 common people and i think i mentioned that uh it's an essay collection which i typically don't uh read those but it was just this intoxicating mix of Midwest uh, thinking, uh, digging deep into like what it means to be a woman in the Midwest, what it means to be a queer woman in the Midwest. It's it's just phenomenal writing, phenomenal subject matter. It's excellent. I loved it. Yeah. Tore I, through it. You did. And then I had to buy it. It was one of those that I got from the library and then I had to buy it. And then you have to buy it. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I picked one, this, my other genre pick this time, I felt like really encapsulated everything I felt about this year, that there's a sense of humor. There was a lot of deep introspection. There was the need to have something different, but also get something out of everything. And to me, the book that summed that up was Solutions and Other Problems by Allie Brosh. I have waited for so long after her first book for this one to come out, and it delivered in a huge way. It's hilarious. It's funny, but it's also touching and really interesting thoughts about depression and uh, family relationships and long-term relationships at the same time that you're laughing hysterically at these drawings and the situations that she gets put in. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a book that I got and I read the exact same day that it came in the mail and I didn't stop until it was finished. And Fantastic. It was great. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. 
man, I mean, I think we found some stuff to be happy over for right? 2020, which feels weird to it say. It does. It does. It feels a little off. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe some of our listeners can take some of these things. Absolutely. And start your 2021 out start right. Start it off right. That's what we're doing. Yes. I think we're all cautious. I think we all need to step into this year. Let's not all be claiming this is going to be the best year ever. No, no, no. Keep those expectations low. Keep it low. Keep doing the things you're doing. Keep, Keep it being low. safe. Yes. And in that way, maybe we'll have a better year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they are coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> and because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.